One percenters, how are we doing? I hope your week is off to a great start. You could be anywhere right now and you are here with me giving your time to this 1% podcast. So we're going to pour into you 1% so you can pour into others and get ready to get jacked and get in the best shape of your life. Change your mindset and change your body with Sal Stefano of Mind Pump Media. Sal has a story of being the skinny kid and wanting to gain muscle, but going about it in a way that probably wasn't ideal for his overall health. Finally figuring out the exact things that work for him and why he is so wise in teaching other people how it's not about just a cookie cutter mold, but it's all customized to who you are for your goals. And he has went on to starting his own gym. He's one of the hosts of the Mind Pump Media, the top, in my opinion, top fitness listen that you can that you can learn from. And Sal is just an absolute wealth of knowledge. And look him up and you will see he knows what he's talking about. If you want some muscles, some delts, some veins popping out, check out Sal and everything that he is doing. We go in depth on the top workouts, how you can change your mindset about eating, and so much more. One percenters, get out the curl bar, start hitting it hard, and buckle up because here we go. <sighs> You know that sound when you want a great night's sleep? Yeah, that's what you get from Chili Technology. Chili Pad and the Uller, literally the biggest game changer that I've ever used in my own life for sleep. I would not be promoting these guys if I didn't believe in them. Great people in the organization and just the product. Oh my goodness, the deep sleep, the REM. I just wake up recharged, rejuvenated every single day because I sleep on the Uller, which cools my body temperature to exactly where I want to be at. And the ideal temperature is between 62 and 68 degrees. I like it really cold, like 58 degrees. And that cold, sleeping in the cold, as we all know, gives you a better rejuvenation, regenerative sleep every single night. It's like plugging your iPhone in. Would you want to plug it in and wake up with the iPhone being 75%? No. Make it 100%. And that's what the Uller and Chili Pad bring to you. And for you listeners, for you one percenters, I have a huge big time discount code to check this out. The links will be in the show notes on how to do that. If you want to sleep better, if you really want to have great sleep, which we all do, this is the answer. All right, Sal Stefano, welcome to the 1% Podcast. Man, start us off with a bang, something Not many people know about you, maybe a hidden talent or something that's just like something nobody knows, a bang. Well, um, not a lot of people know this, but I've been on a a bit of a spiritual journey the the past, I'd say, couple years. I was was brought up Catholic, uh, became a very staunch atheist, um, and then uh, more recently started to re-examine some of my beliefs, and now I'm being pulled to the, the 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 foundations of the of the Christian religion. I don't know if I could if I would consider myself or call myself a Christian or a Catholic yet, but I'm I'm definitely getting pulled in that direction with with some of the stuff that I'm that I'm learning. And part of that is because I I you know I I, I met uh, Bishop Barron. We actually had him on the podcast, and um, he communicates things so well. And one thing that he said to me was that that I thought was brilliant. He said. You know, there's scientific truth, 
Uh, but then there's also spiritual truth. So they can coexist. They're not, it's not one or the other. And at the very, very least, when you look at the, the great religious traditions, what you find is thousands of years of, uh, of wisdom, lots of wisdom. Um, and you see a lot of similar teachings echoed in many of these religions, which tells you, you know, anytime you find people practicing the same stuff across the world who maybe didn't have communication with each other or whatever, what you tend to find is some kind of truth. And you see that with all the major world religions and how they, you know, they talk about detaching from personal, you know, from, from worldly things or not worshiping worldly things. Um, that's, that's echoed in many of the different religions. So right now I'm a bit on a spiritual journey and not too many people know that. I don't advertise it too much because I don't, I, don't, I don't necessarily want to talk about it a lot, but uh, that's something that's going on. So that's really cool. I mean, that's, your story sounds a lot like mine. I grew up very strong Catholic, just going to church and then... I had to find my way on my own, and and now Jesus is the most important thing to me in my life, and it, d- it definitely didn't happen overnight. So I, f- I feel you, man, and I love Bishop B- Bishop Barron's content too. So if people out there are wondering, searching, look him up. He's 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 great. Yeah, we had him on the podcast twice. Two 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 really popular interviews. So really really good stuff. Oh yeah, I've listened to them both. My mom okay. is a diehard Bishop Barron fan. Oh really? <laughs> and now, and now she's a now she's a diehard mind pump fan. Just so oh, you know. Oh, very cool. Thank you. <laughs> so let's talk about pivoting in your life, because you stood out when you were younger, not wanting to be the skinny kid, and and, and didn't want to just only work at Gross. a gym either. Now, talk to me about the pivot you had to make in your life. Were you growing up a skinny kid, not wanting to be the skinny kid, and then going into just just being different, not not being afraid to be different and stand out. Well, um, the, initially I started uh, working out because I was you know insecure about being the skinny guy, and so I started to work out to change that, and it, it gave me a. I became very empowered through that. You know, the lesson that I learned early on was that if I applied myself. I could change things. It also taught me that there were things in life that were that I could control or at least have some impact over them. This was one of them. Now I took that lesson and applied it to the rest of my life. Um, you know, when I first got into the fitness professionally, I was an 18 year old kid. I became a personal trainer, quickly moved up into management, and then realized that I I wanted to have the freedom and the flexibility to run things, you know, my own way. And that's when I left and started my own personal training studio. When I moved into the personal training space uh, on my own with a studio, I wanted to offer a, a, I wanted it to be more of a wellness facility. I wanted people to go there, not just work out, but also get help with nutrition, acupuncture if they needed it, massage therapy if they needed it. And I also had a gut uh, expert in there who could help them with their, with their gut health. Um, and that worked out really well. A lot of the stuff that you hear me talk about on Mind Pump, really the voice that I have and the opinions that I have, a lot of that was developed in those, it was like about a 15-year period that I owned my own studio working with other experts and professionals who were in the health space but were not fitness people. They were more in their, like I said, gut health or hormone health and stuff like that. And so working with those people, watching how well we worked together and the impact we had on clients really kind of broadened uh, you know, my, my knowledge base and my understanding of a lot of different things. But I think that's really the, the, the big lesson. And I noticed this when I trained kids myself, when I trained younger people with, 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 uh, with weights, for example, 
they would learn that lesson of if I apply myself, then things happen and, and I can change mm. things. And that is a very valuable lesson. And I think that's the key uh, behind being able to pivot is that you feel you may not know what these what the outcome is going to be. Um, you, you're not necessarily positive in the sense that you know for sure things are going to work out. But you're very positive in the fact that you know you can apply yourself and that whatever comes out at the other end, really you'll good. either learn something or succeed. It's really good. So I consider you one of the best overall optimization voices and minds out there in the wellness world. Is you're talking about doing wellness well before it even became a trendy thing to talk about, and and even on your guys' podcast and the podcast you've been on, you just, it's it's not just about the training; it's about the mindset, it's about the nutrition, it's about the overall health, gut health, like you're you're speaking on. Was there was there any pushback from the start that you had to like people would tell you, nah, you can't this this isn't gonna work. Just just keep working at a gym, just keep looking at the body compared to the overall well being. Was that an uh, issue that you faced? No, not really. I mean, um, you know, luckily when remember I was working with everyday people who just wanted to become healthy. So when I would uh, train them and they you know, they, they would ask me questions and I'd talk about these different things. That's, you know, after I trained them for a certain period of time, they respected me and we would have these discussions. But really, look, if you're trying to improve your health, you have to look at everything. Everything yep. has an impact. And that includes your mindset, of course. By the way, studies all support this. This isn't just me yes. speculating. Studies will, will support this completely. Obviously, how you eat and how you exercise has an impact on your overall health, but so does your sleep. So do the relationships around you. I mean, there was a huge study out of Harvard that showed that having bad relationships with the people around you was as bad for you as smoking in terms of health Man. outcomes. Um, so that's very important. Um, I mean, everything in that sphere is important. And so what I tried to do is, like, again, I tried to engage people who were, you know, or, or enlist the help of people who were better at different aspects of, of health than I was so that we could help people. Now, when we started the podcast, you know, my hosts, my co-hosts, uh, Adam and Justin, they'd been in the fitness space uh, almost as long as I had. We'd all been doing this for a long time. And here's, here's what happens if you're in fitness and health for, you know, two decades. After a while, especially if you really want to help people, if you really have a deep passion for helping people, at some point you'll start to find the truth. You'll start to mm. find things that really matter. And so Adam and Justin were, although they had, they, you know, different segments of fitness – we all had similar understandings and we we're all very open minded. So there was zero pushback. So like, you know, our early episodes, uh, where we talk about, you know, gut health and the microbiome, this is something nobody in the, yeah. Yeah. in the muscle building fat loss space was talking about five years ago. You know, that was just, that was the, 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 the real crunchy wellness side. Uh, but we started talking about it in the muscle building and fat loss aspect. And, um, you know, we were blowing people's minds and really it was just cause we were open minded. We, and we understood, you know, that health is much more than just building muscle, burning body fat, you know, you know, running fast and having stamina and strength. It had to do with a lot of different things. Yeah, that's great. And I love how you say you're finding things that matter. So you guys are finding things that matter to you and making them your passion, but then building it into your career. And and you guys have built an amazing business and it's only continuing to keep growing mind pup media and We'll soon sometime be just a whole media com conglomerate. We might be looking at Netflix showing movies and Mind Pump showing movies. Who knows? Right. But building the business as well, like, what are the challenges that have been thrust upon you as far as 
building Mind Pump to be what it is today, building it to be a top place for people to come in for for health, wellness, optimization, nutrition. It, as you as you did your business in your gym, did you use the same type of mindset tools to to build a business, find great people around you, like you mentioned, or the obstacles you had to overcome in, in building? Yeah, I'd say I'd say one of the biggest obstacles was to not grow, to try to not force ourselves to grow faster. That's good. Than we should. I mean, we're we're a fully funded, no debt business. We've never held debt. We've always funded ourselves. We started the business. Each of us investing, I think, a couple thousand dollars each into Mind Pump. So we all put our own money in, maybe a thousand or two thousand. I think it was a, a thousand or two thousand dollars each. So we started with like five or six grand, and then since then, the company's been fully funded. Now we could have taken out loans and credit lines and pushed and pushed growth, pushed mm-hmm. expansion, pushed more advertising. And 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 the challenge in that is, you know, you, you want to you want to grow faster, you want to yeah. see more, but we're you know because I think we're older. We were patient and, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. but looking back, we grew at exactly the right speed. Like, could we have grown faster? Yes. Would we have grown better? No. And would that have led to, you know, better long-term success? No. Um, so that was hard. It's also hard to not there's, – there's so many different parts of the business that we could focus time on and, and get a return that it's hard to not to try to focus on all of them. Um, but that's a very uh, ineffective strategy. So we what we what we try to do is focus on one thing at a time and try not to get distracted by the shiny objects. Because you know, as businesses grow, there's lots of opportunities, and you know, it's easy for us to say, "Hey, we could start an app. Hey, we could create a new program. Hey, we could do, you know, live travel shows. Hey, why don't we spend time making these kinds of videos or these kinds of videos or writing these kinds of guides and doing these kind of podcasts?" And instead, we say, "Okay, look, let's focus on one thing at a time. Execute. Do it well." Um, take our time doing it, stay conservative. And that, that strategy has, has worked really well for us. Our company has grown by 50%, uh, 50 to 70% every year, year over year, which wow. is still very, very rapid growth. Uh, but for us, it's about, it's about right. And, and, and we're going to, we're, we're, again, that's still a challenge. We still want to push and, you know, and, and do things. But at the end of the day, we're all very patient and we want to make sure that we last, that we're not just a flash in the pan. Hmm. 10 years to become an overnight success. One of the best quotes, and you guys live it to the T. Also, really love how you talk about the one thing, doing your one thing better and not focusing on all different types of things. And like I like to tell my NBA players and how we train is we focus on our strengths. They're in the NBA for a reason because they do something better than anybody else. If they're only good at every area, they wouldn't be playing in the NBA. And that's such right. an important thing for people to understand is to have the one thing, that main thing that they do, and attack it. Make make that what you are known for. Know it's going to take some time. Nothing's going to happen overnight. And and if you enjoy it like you guys were, you weren't playing the constant comparison game, why can't I be at the top within the next five days? So that's a beautiful that's a beautiful blueprint for people to hear of if you yeah. want to start a business, like that's 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 the gold, Sal. That is an unbelievable business blueprint which i mean everybody out there listening should absolutely follow that talking about yourself personally as being a high performer and someone who we term a one percenter pouring into yourself one percent daily are there are there tips or non-negotiables or things that you are your go-to things to help you live your optimal life every day that you do 
Yeah, so uh, number one non-negotiable for me is that I spend quality time, um, some quality time with my family. Uh, that's a very, nice. very important priority. It's what gives me, it's part of what gives me purpose and yep. meaning to the all the stuff that I do. And without that, I think I would lose sight and focus of, of what's important. So that's number one. Number two, um, I exercise and I don't not exercise. Now I modify my exercise depending on how I'm feeling and where I'm at or all that stuff, but I never don't, I almost never don't do it. And the reason why I do it is because it's very meditative for me. It takes care of my body. I have some of my best thinking when I'm working out. So I almost never miss it. It's, it's if I have to, if I do it at 5 a.m. so that I, nothing gets in the way of doing it. The other thing is my sleep. Um, I, I, I get to bed at nine 30 every night and I wake up every morning at five 30. And that's something that I'm extremely, unless there's a special event, I'm very, very consistent because I like to, I want to take care of my mind and my body so that I can be the best father, husband, Mm -hmm. uh, partner, you know, business owner, podcast host, uh, that I possibly can be. And then the last thing that's, uh, a non-negotiable for me is is integrity. Um, I don't it. care what reward is on the other end of uh, you know uh, on the other end of an action. If I can't do it with integrity, if it doesn't jive with you know the way I th- I I want to present myself with with the messages that we present here on the show, we've had many many time many many opportunities to make money selling products or saying things uh, that people wanted us to say. And uh, we turn it down. And I'm not going to lie. Sometimes it is challenging. Awesome. We've, we've definitely had conversations around certain situations. But um, at the end of the day, um, you know, all, all you have is your word at the end of the day. And that's, 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 you're only as good as that. So that's something that's also non-negotiable. I'm really glad you hit on that point. And I was going to ask you that. Like you guys are being thrown ads and thrown probably a lot of money to maybe things that don't represent your brand or what your beliefs are. And I know you've talked about Max Lugavere is a good friend of mine, and he's told me about the same type of thing. Like, it's very tempting to take those, but it also, it's that quick fix. It's the quick, this is get rich basking, but also makes you burn out. And you talked earlier about how important having the longevity is and and use the word consistency. And I think that term is the greatest compliment somebody can get. I call it relentless consistency. And you you live with that uh, exercise, knowing that it's it's... It's not just for your body, it's for your mind, the sleep, having your circadian rhythm down point. Like these type of habits build up 1% daily, 1%, 1% to make you to where you are today. And what is tough for people to understand is, is that it compounds. Having these times compounds. So I can I can only imagine how how great a shape, how great you're eating during this quarantine time where habits and routines are all we can do. Right. It's Well, I mean, look, nobody's perfect, okay? So things... So I have the discipline to work out all the time. That doesn't mean that the workouts yeah. are always hard. That right. doesn't mean the workouts are always performance-driven. That means sometimes the workouts are not as good or I'm in there and I'm just trying to take care of myself or I'm in there just to move a little bit. But I, but I, I remain disciplined to keep it, uh, to keep it going. Um, but you know, the context of life is ever-changing. I think if you go into it thinking you're always going to have a, a hard workout and you're always going to train for performance, you're going to be in – for a shock because yep. life is going to hit you. And uh, then you might end up being one of those people that, you know, works out sometimes and sometimes they don't because they can't handle it. You talk a lot about a great point, uh, intuitive eating. And I know it's kind of been a trendy word that's starting to catch on 
and and also talking about how you don't have to beat yourself up for if you if you fall off that horse you can get right back on can you talk to the audience just about like the how freeing that is to the mind and, and your key points to intuitive eating super excited to share with you guys that my first book pivot and go is on pre-sale now amazon davidnurse.com pivot and go it's about making mindset pivots small slight changes in your perspective little shifts that can change your entire perspective on life it's based on 29 days 28 to make a habit 29 to make a lifestyle there are 29 chapters 29 mindset pivots that will absolutely have you coming out of there with extreme joy for the life you live passion for the mission you're on and confidence in who you are so it would be awesome if you could support the book check it out let me know what you think i'm going to be sending out a free autographed copy in the next month as well it's on amazon pre-sale it's on davidnurse.com pivot and go yeah, well, we just we have not learned how to navigate the modern life in terms of food. We just we we haven't been taught, we haven't learned how to do it. It's it's a relatively new phenomenon. I mean, for most of human history, food was hard to come by. You had to chase it and kill it or cook it or or prepare it for hours when you did find it. And so because it was scarce and because we ate things that grew around us or ran or swam around us, you know, our bodies evolved and we adapted and that's, that's a healthy diet for us. Well, you know, for not that long now, we have really revolutionized our production of food to the point where food quantity is more of a problem now than scarcity in modern societies. It's, uh, you know, eating too much kills more people now than eating too yeah. little, at least when we're talking about modern societies. We're also presented with every flavor and texture and color and type of food you could possibly imagine. So it's a completely new landscape, and, and we haven't learned how to navigate it. All we have learned is uh, eat what tastes good or <laughs> eat what gives us hedonistic pleasure. And so because it's accessible, because we can get whatever we want, and we can get whatever flavor we want, all we really value is that. In fact, you know, next time you're with your friends and you guys are talking about what you're going to have for lunch, you'll notice that that's how they make their decision. What do you guys want to eat? Oh, do you feel like Mexican food? Do you feel like Chinese food? Oh, I feel like this. And so, and there's nothing wrong with that, but that's, if that's the only way that you navigate how you eat, then it becomes a big problem. Then you're always chasing that hedonistic pleasure and you end up obese and sick. So what we need to do is relearn how to navigate the, the landscape. And that's what intuitive eating is. Now, intuitive, you know, the word intuitive, it, 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 it makes you think that you become instinctive with it. it. Nothing becomes intuitive until you learn it so much that it becomes intuitive. So you can't just become, and you know, right, right now, if you took the average person, you said, "What do you want?" You know, intuitively, they're going to eat the same stuff that they always eat. What they have to do is learn how to put things together. They have to learn how to value foods for different things. I know that when I my digestion is off, I eat these types of foods, and it helps. I know that this gives me strength and energy. I know that when I eat these foods, um, I sleep better. I know that this food right here gives me that hedonistic pleasure. So that's what I eat when I go out with my friends and we're we're connecting. And you really start to piece this all together. And you also have to learn how to uh, really take care of yourself with food and not abuse yourself with food, either numb yourself or distract yourself or starve yourself, right? So once you, and it's a long process, David, this yeah. is not something that happens overnight, but when you relearn how to navigate the things, the, the, the food uh, landscape around you, 
then you get to a much more intuitive way of eating. Now, intuitive eating, a healthy intuitive way of eating, doesn't produce a shredded, ripped body or a maximum performing athlete. Those require much more structure, much more planning, you know, weighing and all that stuff. What it will create, though, is a generally lean, generally muscular, generally healthy body. It's a way of living most of the time. And that's what intuitive eating is supposed to be. I love it. I love the term relearn. It's and it, you're talking about figuring out how what works for you, what works for your body. I mean, if people look at it like as a way, it's just this is. I mean, it's an experiment. I'm going to figure out what makes me feel the best. That's a and not beat myself up for when I mess up. That's a great outlook. Relearning, really good point. Right. And thank this, you. This podcast has a lot of a lot of high performers that listen to it, so we're really big on continued growth, and I have a lot of NBA players on or top nutritionists, and I consider you the top optimization person that I know, just on all all levels. So, is there any things that we can steal from you that that yet you're continuing to learn on? Like, how do you learn and grow daily? Well, I mean, here's one thing you can do. Actually, in fact, we just talked about this um, on a, on a podcast we just finished today. One thing you can do, and this is just, this is huge, and it sound, it might sound, as I'm talking about it, trivial, but I hope I sell it well to you, because if you do this, it will, it'll change you more than almost anything I can think of, because it can be, it can be applied to anything in life. Uh, when you form an opinion on something, think about it in different ways. And so what I mean by that is, we think, we think of things in our head. That's the way that most of us think of most things. But that's only one way of thinking. You can also write. So if you're thinking of something, write it out, and you'll find that you start to process it a little differently. It's a different way of thinking. Anybody who ever journals or writes for a living will tell you this. Um, so that's one way. Another way of thinking is to d- discuss. Take your idea and talk about it with other people. Better yet, try to teach nice. it or debate uh, with other people. So talking, writing, and thinking are three ways of thinking and that'll help you process through and learn, th- learn things a little bit better. The other way is, you know, another tip, is to seek people out who have an opposing view or opinion to yourself. Now, the goal is not to seek them out to, to, you know, to, to be closed-minded. The goal is to find people who do a really, really good job arguing and debating their point of view, which is opposite of yours, then engage with them, with an open mind, not rude, not mm. angry, but with an open mind and see if they can change your mind. And what will end up happening is one of two things. Either you'll come out of that with a stronger, more confident sense of your own opinion because you've stood the test of somebody who's got an opposing opinion, or you'll change your mind, in which case you'll realize that your opinion was wrong and theirs was right. But if you approach, you can approach any idea this way, whether it's nutrition or exercise or building a business or how to raise a family or you know religion whatever if you approach things in this way your odds of develop of, of, of getting the truth and of developing a more broad sense and confidence around your opinions is much higher uh, simply by doing that but it takes a lot of processing and thinking so think in your head think on paper think by talking and then seek somebody out who has an opposing view, who is very, very good at, at, at arguing, debating, and discussing their side, and engage with them. And you can do that actually quite easily now on social media. 
Sal, you are great at putting together blueprints for people like we did in the business earlier on in this episode. That is a perfect blueprint for continued learning, continued growth. And one point that I, ha- I haven't heard before, which I really love, is seek opposing views. Most of us only want to have the yes men telling us we're doing such a great job. But right. you're right. I mean, you can win off both of those if you come out where you realize, okay, you're right. That's going to boost your confidence. Or if you realize there's something wrong, you just go back to the drawing board and figure it out. That's a great yeah, look, point, look, man. Yeah, look, if you, if you have an opinion on something, uh, first of all, it means you've made up your, your mind or you, you've somewhat made up your mind, right? And you're afraid to, to test it against somebody who's really smart on the opposite side, then you shouldn't have that opinion. You're obviously not confident yep. enough in your opinion. And unfortunately, most people have opinions on things in that way. So they have yep. an opinion on uh, you know, taxes or the economy. And then you, you, go to, you, you go to engage with them and discuss. And they just get pissed off and, ah, I don't want to hear it. Okay, well, you shouldn't have an opinion because you're not confident enough in your own opinion to have that opinion. Now, I'm not trying to, to criticize anybody, but I think if we took that approach, we would all reach uh, better positions of learning, better understandings of things. So you should seek out those opposing people, l- discuss with them, and your goal is to see if they can change your mind. Be open-minded about it. Watch what happens. It's such a great mindset, and going into those conversations not in an embattled mode of trying to defend yourself, but as an open mind to learn, it just changes the game. It's it's a mindset pivot that you that you're doing. It's beautiful. Right. So what, what what's next for you? What's next for you? You get you guys mind put. What wakes you up every morning, five thirty a.m. juiced juiced up to get out of out of bed, grab a Phil's coffee, and attack the day? Well, for the business, we're always trying to grow and expand what we do. Uh, one of the bigger things that just happened is we just I just signed a book deal uh, with a publisher, so I'll be nice. Congrats! Starting that pretty soon, and that will be a, a Mind Pump Media, you know, book. But I'll be the one, uh, you know, doing most of the writing and stuff on it. Um, on a personal level, um, you know, I, I got married this year. I got a baby on the way, so on oh, October I'll man. have another kid. That'll put the number, you know, the number of children at three, which is. You know, it's, it's pretty exciting. So that's really, really cool. But, that's awesome. You know, uh, what's on the horizon for Mind Pump? You know, our, our mission is has been and I think will always will be to, 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 to be a, a positive uh, voice in the fitness and health space, to, to, sh- to counter the negative and, and, and bad information, the inaccurate information in the fitness space, but to do so in, in an effective way, to entertain people and to get people to listen. Not just give the right information, but sell the right information better than they can sell the bad information. That's beautiful. So I love it. Congrats on the book, the marriage. You're doing big thing, the kid. You're going to be playing not just zone defense. You're playing two-man boxing triangle and two with all those kids running around. But <laughs> yeah, write a book about that when you, when you figure that, all that out. So we're going to throw you on the rapid-fire hot seat, and this can just be quick answers, whatever comes to your mind First one is, what is your favorite mindset quote that you live by? Something that you might have on your fridge or plaster on your bathroom mirror, a mindset quote that stands out to you and drives you. Oh, uh, whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. What does leaving a legacy mean to you? Not necessarily a billboard type legacy, but, but what does it mean to you? Oh, but to me, it means raising good, honest uh, human beings, raising good children who become self-reliant, responsible, honest people who will fight uh, for what is right, 
um, who will defend, uh, you know, people who need to be defended um, and who are able to pursue their own happiness. Love that, man. If you could only eat one meal for optimization purposes, not pasta, but one meal for optimization purposes for the rest of your life, what would you be choosing? Uh, Steak. Easy. Yes. (laughs) Love it. Carnivore. Paul Saladino will be proud of you. That's right. How can we all follow you, everything that you're doing, everything that Mind Pump is doing and putting out there to the world? Um, so you can find me on Instagram at Mind Pump Sal. Um, the podcast, obviously, is Mind Pump. If you want to check out all of our free content, just go to mindpumpfree.com. Uh, and then if you're listening to this podcast and you are interested in any of our fitness programs, if you DM me on Instagram at Mind Pump Sal and tell me that you heard me on this specific podcast, with David Nurse, uh, I will give you half off any of our programs. Ooh, love it. Awesome. We'll link to that in the show notes for sure. And the final question on the 1% podcast that we ask everybody, what does being a one percenter mean to you? It, it means being fulfilled and finding meaning and purpose um, in whatever you do. Love it. Love it concise beautiful sal thank you so much for coming on the one percent podcast and thank you even more for being the light you are to so many people out there in the nutrition world the fitness world the business world and just in the world in general so very proud of all you're doing man and and a huge fan of you guys and mind pump and tell the guys what's up for me i will thank you david and that's a wrap on this week's episode of the one percent podcast thank you so much for giving your time to me and listening to the one percent podcast without you none of this would be possible the feedback the reviews the ratings you give this podcast help to grow the audience and the reach for us to be able to bring on new guests each week and provide that one percent daily steps we can all implement from top nba players from high performers and just from amazing people doing amazing things to better the this world and it's all because of you if you could i will shout you out personally thank you leave a review on itunes or the podcast app on your phone five stars if you love it one star of course if you hate it and leave a comment of what you liked about it or questions suggestions that you might have post on social media and tag me at david nurse nba and i will repost the reviews the podcast gets i'll shout you out personally for sure thank you so much for being the best community the best family the best one percent squad so blessed for all of you out there now go out there today and speak a word of encouragement into someone you can and you will